What is up, guys? It's Sal, and this is Darren. So today we're we'll becoming with you with episode three of the Flimsy Hat Podcast, sir. And in this episode, we're going to be kind of jumping around topics, but the main focus of this this episode is the importance of your breath, controlling your breath, what it means to have breath, uh, and, and all around like tying into everything, whether it's sports, business, personal life, the inner self, the mindset, like your health, your health in general, and like whether it's physical or mental and and what it does. So I think there's a lot of like people don't always understand the importance of your breath. Right. And I I don't know, we don't know where that stems from per se, but I, the more and more that I, I start to realize and learn and learn from other successful people and stuff like that, that like, they always talk about the breath and, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you talking about the breath? It's right. just, you, you breathe. Yeah. You breathe oxygen in and that's what it is. But apparently like there's just so many more medical benefits behind it. Like the way you can use what's called box breathing to reduce your cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone in your body and reduce your anxiety levels and help with your depression and, and, and whatever, whatever it might be. And basically how box breathing works is, you, you know, you breathe in for five, you hold for five, you're out for five, you hold for five, you breathe in for five, or, or like I hear, you know, I've heard three, I've heard five, I've heard four, right. but it's something around, you know, three or four seconds at a time. And the reason why it's called box breathing, because if you think about box, right, you hold for three seconds, you, you know, breathe out for three seconds, you hold it's again, all equal. And breathe in. Yeah. So it's all equal, right? So it kind of, and what it does is it kind of shifts your, your brain waves and the way you think and, and you start to kind of like, relieve yourself and it, and it just calms yourself down to like when you're in a stressful situation to think more rationally about what's going on and what's, what you're doing and, and, and just thinking in general, like, and it's so important when, when you're talking about from a mental standpoint, anxiety standpoint, depression, like all the mental health standpoints of, of right. breathing it, people is like, Oh, well, you know, you just breathe it in and you, you always need to breathe because that's just what you do. But no, there's, there's more to breathing than what most right. people know. Like, Think of, uh, you know, somebody in the military, like a sniper. Like, what are they doing before they take their shot? They're probably most likely taking a deep breath in and out multiple times. Mm -hmm. Make sure your heart rate falls, which is a really good thing. People maybe don't even know if like a good heart rate is like 80 beats per minute or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, it's different for everybody depending on how physical they are and stuff like that. Their age and how much they weigh, but... Yeah, they need to be able to put where their put their mind where their feet are, and that's the biggest thing I think. With like, even though your example was with the sniper, mm-hmm. is that it really like if we took thirty seconds or a minute to really focus on the breathing right this second, yeah, we would probably most likely not think about anything else other than what's going on right now around us, and that like you mentioned with anxiety and like thinking, oh like not the positive thinking, like the nervous thinking and thinking about the past or the future, which is, which is is not really that good for you. Mm -hmm. That's what the breath really, I think does for you is like settles down everything that could be making you anxious, nervous, heart rates going through the roof. And like you said, with the sniper, like it's just a prime example. And that's just one example. Every like, you can, yeah. I mean, you know, another one is like, I, and I believe it's the monks, like they spend like hours a day, meditate, yeah, just meditating. What meditating is, is basically 
it's you controlling your breath. It's thinking about your deep thoughts and, and relieving that stress and just thinking about just life. Well, in general. usually, yeah. well, usually at least what I know of about like meditating and like really thinking about your breath mm-hmm. is that when you first start, you should really try not to think about much other than your breath itself. Like, let's say I was to draw an arrow for the, the, in, like the inhale, mm-hmm. the little pause and then exhale and the little pause and then the inhale, like just that little loop. So what I looked up is that when you do that, if you get sidetracked, which you will, cause you'll think, mm, I'm kind of hungry. Like what, what should I have for dinner? Yeah. But as you're doing this, you should really think about your breath. Just go, always try to come back to your breath and think about nothing. That's what at least I've looked up and seen yeah, as a and, beginner. And, and I think it's hard, and it's like hard because like I I know I've tried tried it and it's just so hard because you know you think you have like eighty thousand of the same thoughts a day, only like nine or ten percent of them are, are different. So you're always thinking about like the same thing. So it's sometimes it's hard to like just kind of release thinking about everything that's going on in your life and just think about your breath. So, right, and like another example that. I think is kind of cool to touch on about the breath is there was a study. I I can't remember where it was, but which would be nice to have. Yeah. So people know you're sourcing something credible, but Mm -hmm. I remember, I think it was like 12 or 13 fairly young, but is that if you're put in an elevator, right. And the music is usually what, you know, like it's like a beat or something like a melody. Something kind of relaxing, like, right? You know, like a violin or a piano. Right. Or, and or you're not like really that. thinking about it. No. Right? It's like background noise. Right. But let's say that elevator got stuck. Okay. And what would you probably do? Probably gonna, freak you're out. You're probably going to panic and freak out and hope it's fall to the ground. Exactly. Right. Usually. But let's reverse that the music in the elevator. Okay. And have it like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Just from that in itself is like a lot. And your heart rate will probably increase. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm probably also saying like, when the fuck am I getting out of this elevator? Right, and then now imagine it gets stuck for a second. Cause everyone's been on elevators where they're like, oh my god, this elevator is like really old. Yeah, and you're like, uh, am I gonna fall on my desk? And just like in that scenario, just mm-hmm. something external, like just music, can get your heart rate going. Yeah, and what happens when your heart rate goes through the roof? Usually, you probably panic, mm-hmm. right? So, I know this isn't really a great example, but that's why elevators have slow, relaxing music because people are scared of elevators, right? Like, yeah. I, f- I mean, like there, my- that is a, a fear of like, that is an actual legitimate fear. So it's like, elevators. so that, so that's why music you'll never go on an elevator. Well, maybe not never, but most of the time it won't be something insane. Like music wise, it's going to be relaxing to make sure you're relaxed and calm. Yeah. And that's, then that's what the breathing can do for you. It's like literally the same thing where mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good example. It's not really an example on breath, but like, I don't know. I just felt like that's a good, that might be even just a marketing strategy as well. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know. I just felt like that study that I found when I was younger was so interesting to me that music can really impact. Well, I think music, your heart rate. Yeah, I think music can change your your mood, and I don't. And again, this is another unsighted source, but uh, you for what like whatever mood you want to be put into, you should listen to that type of music, right? So like if 
more or less like if you're listening to a sad song, you're typically probably going to say in that sad state right, right, more right. than likely versus if you put on like maybe rock and roll or, or some kind of like dance or techno, you're like it might change your, your like mood right. in that sense. Um, but going back to the, the breathing, right. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, take like weightlifting, for example, how important it is. Right. And, and, and not only that, your breath, but imagining the sets, like focusing on that set and imagining yourself, like I'll think to myself, like me passing the finish line or like just envision myself lifting at like rep number 10, right? whatever I was, whatever I'm, you know, doing, but I imagine like if it was 225, I'm imagining myself doing 225 on one set number three, rep number 10. You know what I mean? And then I'm also controlling my breath because what I've noticed more and more is like when, you know, you squeeze your, your muscles and, and your breath is in line with your body. It makes lifting a lot easier right. and you're focused on what you're doing. And I don't think the so what, mental part of like, well, your mental part and your breathing part are focused enough sometimes when we lift and people just kind of forget about that. So, so let me ask you a question with that. So you're focusing on your breathing between sets. Yeah. And we can go off to like a, not a different topic, but something I really want to bring up after this little conversation. Yeah, no, we we can go. So what type of impact for someone listening or even myself or someone like you have a conversation with about Mm -hmm. breathing or just like how important it is, what type of impact will it really have on that next set? You know what I mean? And then maybe like another set 10 minutes later doing something else. Like what, what will the breathing really impact well, your physical like capabilities you think i think it keeps you calm because i think sometimes when you lift you start to get like stressed out like oh i'm not going to pass the set and you you start to talk to yourself in a negative way and i think a lot of times people when you talk to yourself in a negative way and we talked about this off camera like that negative thought that you have when you lift it kind of screws with your sets like i know i've had times where like i just am dogging it in the gym right and i just don't want to I just don't want to lift today, but I mean, I'm in there just trying to get something in, but like that, that number three, when you know you've passed it before and you can't pass it, it's probably because you can't, you're not breathing correctly. You're not controlling your breath. You're not focusing. You're not doing the mental aspect of your lift. I mean, how many times have you seen even like younger, you know, like the freshmen or even sophomores that are like all over the place when they lift and they're just not, you can tell like when somebody's not focused and left and when somebody's in the zone. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, all the time, and it can happen. Some of some of the seniors, or are, like that too. Yeah, like well, are never in the zone and whatnot. But well, I would say to that question, just because I wanted to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the Power Project or um, Mark? Do you know Mark Bell is a podcast. He's actually I, he's I know more the name. Popular I, know, I, I know the name. I've, I've heard the name. He's bringing on a lot of good guys, just like Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And again, like I forget this guy's name, but I was watching a nice little snippet of it. And he goes, Well, let me ask, let me just ask you a question before I really get into it. Okay. A, a little like precursor or whatnot. I don't know the word for it, but you know Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. Have you seen any of his fights? Full fights. If not, that's fine. Like I, I've seen it. parts of his fights, yeah. Okay, parts of it. People say he is really good in like the first round. Mm-hmm. Like he will, if he wins a fight, it's probably in the first round because he knocks someone out. Yeah. So typically this is just data and stats over mm-hmm. time is that when McGregor 
gets into the later rounds, like past the second round, he is a different fighter, as in really different in a bad way. Okay. Like, really slow compared to his first round. He can't really like move away from the shots at all, as in like to counter. Because mm. he's a really good counter puncher. Yeah. So in the later rounds, he like he he's he's just not himself, mm-hmm. which is not good. You want to stay not the same, but you still want to be yourself throughout the whole fight. So this guy that got brought onto this podcast, he said McGregor like decreases in like skill or whatnot during the fight because in between rounds, what is McGregor doing? And Mark or whoever was on the podcast was like, I don't know. And the guy who was brought on, he goes, well, look at any of his fights in between rounds. What's he doing? He's looking all over the place, screaming, and he's doing this, doing that. And so the guys uh, at the podcast were like, so like, what's wrong with that? He goes, now this doctor, whatever his name is, he goes, well, what is he doing with his breath? What's he doing? That's why he's always so gassed in the next round. Mm-hmm. He's not taking time to focus on his breath. Then he goes, look at Khabib. You know, Khabib, have you heard of yeah, Khabib? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Khabib. Then he goes, look at him in between rounds. What is he doing? And they guessed it. They're like, well, he was probably really focused on his breath. He goes, well, yeah. When you focus on your breath that much and you don't have a ton of time as a fighter, it makes you relax, like we've been talking about, yeah. controls your heart rate, and that creates you to be more endurance and more effective. Like, it doesn't burn you. Like, once you go back in the ring, third round, the first minute, if you don't focus on your breath, you're probably still exhausted. But if you focus on your breath the round before and that, like, and that round where you had that little break, you will probably feel a lot better because your heart rate is so much lower than what it could be mm-hmm. or what it is like McGregor's. So like that doctor is saying how important breath is just for performance. Like it, cha- like it will literally change your performance. You got know, to think about running too. Like it's hard to breathe when you're running, but if somehow you find a good pace, it, it becomes easier. Yeah. And this guy, this is the last thing because I've been talking for a while. This guy, he said, all the good runners and even swimmers, if you ask a swimmer to go for like a run, they'll probably do it because they have to breathe. Like when they swim, they're underwater. They can't breathe. So they have to time that to get good rhythm to breathe out of the water. Mm-hmm. So he said runners usually on the fourth step, they'll take a nice inhale and then one, two release like their breath. And then the fourth step inhale and then one, two, release. Like they have, I'm really? not sure if it's that type of rhythm, okay. but they have a rhythm. They have a where, certain rhythm that goes with. When and over, over time, they develop a nice habit of just mm. doing it. Yeah. Just like any other habit you create. But they say that's why like you can run for, anyone can run for a marathon. Obviously, you can't be 800 pounds and whatnot. But no. like this guy was just so keen on how important the breath is to just performance not even just like feeling okay yeah like how we're talking about you said in between sets well maybe you'll you can push out another rep or two mm-hmm. because of the, those breathe like you just focus on your yeah. breathing so that's how important it is not only just for mental things but performance 
and I just went on a huge rant there, but that's just how important it is for athletes. And yeah. And I think even like, when you look in sports and games and like go from a football perspective, like it's a game of high emotions. And like a lot of times, like when you're tired, what do you do? Your heart rate increases, right? And when your heart rate increases, you have a hard time focusing on what your assignment is and what the ultimate goal is. So, and that's why like, we don't focus enough on that. Right. And something like I've, I focus on like when I get into sense, uh, like intense situations at work, like with people, I tell them like, Hey, calm down, calm down, breathe in, breathe out, then talk to me. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand that. Like you need to control your breath right. in order to be able to even talk. Like, like think of like when you're running and you're, you can't catch your breath. What do you sound like? You sound like shit. You sound like you're mumbling the entire time, right? Literally can't get a word out. Right. So like that, like a you go. fluent word out. Yeah, no, you, you're not going to get a fluent word out. So what do you do? You need to control your breath and go from there. Like, and then you can speak and you can think and you can do things more clearly. There's probably like a great example that I'm thinking of right now that everyone has encountered. And we were just talking about it kind of not really, okay. but you'll know what I'm saying. Is with I'm not going to say his name just in case, but I'm sure we already said it. But our head coach, yeah, yeah, for okay. our yeah, program, yep. talking to him about how would this day go? Your first day, how would it go? Like he asked me about what I would say to the first, like if we had a first meeting with the skill group, like the backfield. Like if I just had a meeting with them, what okay. would I say? So I had to think of what I was going to say. I wrote some stuff down, mm -hmm. and the next time I saw him, I was going to like present. It wasn't supposed to be a long like introduction meeting, yeah. but I had to know what I was going to say to him and whatnot. And it's crazy to know that everyone has probably felt this before with public speaking, any class or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You can tell your heart rate is going way oh, too fast. Yeah, you're sweating and you're and like, you can, oh, you can, you can yeah. hear your voice a little shaky and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You start sweating real bad, like you said. But as my interview, not interview, my meeting with coach as I kept talking and realizing, like, just relax. How do you relax? Breathe in, breathe out, just relax. Confidence. And then my words came out more clearly. I thought so much better. And I actually, like, liked what I was saying. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, sometimes when you yeah. talk to people and you're like, that did not sound good. Like, mm -hmm. it can be anything. You're like, wow, I sounded so stupid. But usually if you're relaxed, you can think a lot better. Words come off your tongue a lot better. It's more clear. So like, that's just an example. Everyone probably has dealt with public speaking. Like you can feel how anxious, nervous, and how uneasy you feel just by talking where like right now we're talking and it's okay. It's but gone. imagine, imagine 10 other people out like right behind us that we don't know that are here. Like I'd, I'd, might... I'd probably be like, like a little antsy, but if I just relaxed mm -hmm. and just, you know, took a box breathing. Yep. Maybe I'd be good and I would be good. And that's how important it is. Yeah. And that's something that I think we, we talked about earlier. Like that's it's just so important. And a lot of famous and successful people meditate for a reason. And like, usually they say you, you can start off by doing five minutes, like in the morning or at night. Well, that, that's just building a habit in general is, is to start small. Cause like, go, go and go and try and save $10,000 right now, but you can't, can't. right? Well, can you save $10 this week? Can you save a hundred dollars this week? Yeah. 
more than likely. And what does that do? It builds up that habit of saving money, right? right. So meditating is the same way. Like it, it can be the same way, I should say. And start with three minutes, start with five minutes, right? right. Every day. Or if you want to be do a little bit more, do five minutes in the morning when you wake up and five minutes before you go to bed at night. You know, there's, there's so many benefits that I think we don't either, we, we do know a lot of benefits, but I'm sure there's some that we don't know that there are beneficial to meditating or that we just don't talk about. Cause we like, when you think of meditating, what do you think of? Right. Like if Sitting, you're somebody who's like, I'll, who, I'll tell you what I thought of meditating. Like if I ever heard it growing up, mm-hmm. even more recently, like I just thought of some monk bald head orange suit or whatever they wear <laughs> and crisscross applesauce and put up the, 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 the hands that I don't like, know and it's not and it's not that yeah and it's not like really this. that I mean in some way it kind of is it can but be not. but it's not oh it's not really like but and nobody really tells you the importance of like these successful things I'm gonna kind of go off topic here because it kind of brings up to a good point all right or at least I think yeah that's fine like these things that we're talking about like these successful things that people do like it's the meditation. It's the reading the books, which is a whole different topic for a later date. Oh yeah. But like that. these things are never talked about. They're never, never talked about. When were they ever talked about in high school or elementary school or middle school? They're always talking about, Hey, get good grades and, and read this textbook, but not the book. What, what do you want to read? Right. What interests you? Right. Or better yet. Yeah. You, you're not a great reader or the peer pressure of your peers that read better than you. I know I struggle with that. When whenever we do popcorn reading, like in elementary school, I was never a good reader. No, out loud, still not. Right. So I would always. Did you have English with me at all in high school or no? No, I'm not sure. Not, okay. I don't think so. Because one of my English classes, they would do we would do popcorn reading on whatever books, and I didn't want to go because of the fact that I just couldn't read words. So what would I do? I'd try to read them ahead in my head and to try know, to line up yeah, yeah, like yeah. what I'm reading, so it sounded more fluent. Right. Because like that turned me off from wanting to read on my own because I was like, okay, well, you know, especially reading books you don't want to read in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's half the battle itself trying to do something that you don't want to do like that. Just that fucking blows. But because of those experiences, I never thought about trying to read on my own. And now it, it's, I'm it making it more of a habit, but it's a lot harder. Right. In because... a sense. And maybe I make it a harder on myself because I, I think that way, which could possibly be a two. Right. But it, it, it is a little bit harder than because you have all that resentment that was built up from, you know, your past years. Let me ask you a question. Good. It's probably a really good question. What do you think the world will be like right now? Better or worse or whatever you think. If everyone read every single day of their life, doesn't really have to be like very beneficial books, but I, I would hope it was more self-development books. But like, imagine just everyone on this planet, read something where they could actually read where like reading a chapter a day is great. So what would you think the world would be like if everyone like read? Well, think if you read 10 pages a day, right? What's your average book? Maybe 300, read 10 pages a day. About 300. Yeah. So say you read one book a month, one book a month. So you read read 12 12 books a year. Right. And by the time 10 years go around, how many books? 120, 120 books. Right. Imagine now, there's millions of books. You'll never re- be able to read every book, right. but think of how much smarter you can be in one year. Um, and th- there's a topic of like mastery is, 
you know, spend an hour for five years or five years, you become a master and, you know, X amount of years. Um, but going back to what you were saying about books, like, I think that we would think more intelligently before we speak. I think that we would be more free thinkers and I think it would be a more dangerous society in that sense. And what I mean by dangerous society, I think that, so if you look back in history, when the school system was developed, it was developed for John D. Rockefeller put like millions of dollars. He was one of the richest men in the world at the time with Dale Carnegie. And he said that I don't want a world of free thinkers. I want a world of workers or something like that. It was something along those lines. I don't remember the exact word for word, but it was something along those lines. So you put all this money into the like national school board system or something like that, Mm -hmm. because he wanted this, this, uh, way of factory workers. Well, we don't have a lot of factory workers anymore. Well, we do, but a lot of it's yeah. going to automation now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, that is where the school system, in a sense, stems from. That like schools were beforehand, but that's where the full emphasis started to go. And is the early 1900s with um, John D. Rockefeller with with that. So kind of going back. But there's a curriculum and they want you to read certain things and do certain things. Well, he created that that curriculum. Well, I don't know if he per right, se created no. that curriculum, but the idea, the ideal comes from him wanting a factory of workers. You know, think about the the, the bell, right? You work nine to five, school you're from maybe like three to seven, or not, I'm sorry, from seven to three or or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So you're in that, like, that eight hour time frame, you get that half hour lunch or hour lunch or whatever it might be. And well, I don't I don't get that, but yeah, but some people do, most people do. Um, and then, you know, you have Saturdays and Sundays off and that's not always what it is when you get a real job, but like there's things, but going back to the, the, the free thinking thing, like it's kind of dangerous when you're in a, think of like a, a society like China where like, you got to think one way and that's the only way. Yeah. If you're a free thinker, <laughs> like we are, that's dangerous to that, that society, right? Because you're not following their ideologies and that's, that's dangerous to that. Yeah. Now, for someone like us, like we're like, no, everybody should be a free thinker, right? A free thinker. You should be able to think for yourself. You should be intelligent enough to hold a conversation, right? And and you just there's just so much information that are in books. You're reading other people's lives and and experiences that um you might never ever experience, or you learn from their mistakes right. and other people in history. Like the book I'm reading, Forty Eight Laws of Power. It it talks by uh, Robert Greene talks about different powers of like people in power and how to have power in a sense and like different and it, and it ties a lot of history's stories like legitimate stories and some are folk tales and stuff like that but it talks about the different ways people have achieved power or why certain people like in, in times like you know like ancient rome they kill you for just about anything like how people like they right. just got overthrown and the power in which that led that way and i remember one of the stories I don't know what role it was. Um, it might be like role number one, which is I think master the don't out outshine the master, and it and it talks about like, like the story that I'm thinking of. I don't know if that's the exact role, but it's like guys a, a good, very good friend. It would be like me and you, but I'm in power. My family is like the emperor family, right? right. And but we're just really good friends, and I'm giving you everything because you came from nothing, right? And all of a sudden, you're getting all this power because somebody's more qualified than you. But because you're my friend, I want to put you in that that per se political role. And then eventually, you're you're getting all this greed, and I finally tell you no, and you get all mad, and then you end up killing me, right? Like that was like an actual like folktale right. no, story. Yeah. 
right? So it, it was it was getting to that that power, but that free thinking is dangerous to a society like China. And I'm using China because they're co- communist, like it's a closed-minded society, basically, like the mm-hmm. way they think. But that dangerous, like that that free thinking, like we're doing, is is kind of right bad. And I can I know we went off topic from the breath, but no, was, I mean that's fine because I asked about books and then you just went and took it yeah we kind of we kind of took it with the books but but that's um, fine but that's that's similar the reason why i really asked that as well is because just because it's similar to the breathing aspect as in it's very beneficial right oh 100 so beneficial so meditate we can just say the breathing right now for the conversation is meditating just because it's probably and what i've been liking to do more is walking on the treadmill while controlling my breath and reading at the same time because it gets you locked in. And then I've been listening, like, like looking up YouTube, like fade waves for your brain. Right. At the same time and playing it loud just to turn out all the other like yeah. songs See, that, that people that are playing and stuff. Yeah. That's because it gets you locked in. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. Cause like one, I'm basically essentially working out. So I'm doing something physical right while I'm controlling my breath and my mindset and I'm reading. So I'm getting educated. So I'm doing don't like three you, very positive also, things. Also, don't once. you don't you burn calories when you read? Well, the, I don't know how true that is. I've never actually heard that. Because before. apparently people that play chess, what do you use in chess? Really nothing but your brain. Yeah, I mean, and I, they, I, mean, I and guess they, the and they burn could, over, it is a muscle. Can we look that up? What? Or is it hard to look up with the mic and everything? No, no, no. I can look it up. How, how much do chess masters burn? Well, I would be like, can chess masters and... No, I because I remember this on Joe Rogan podcast. I think it was over like a thousand calories in like a tournament. Lose weight and burn calories over the course of holy moly! <laughs> Get the hell out of here. That's what I mean. You know can you why? Lose by playing chess, because a chess player can burn up to six thousand calories a day while playing in a tournament. Three times what an average person consumes in a day. What? Well, look up. How about this? Look up. Look up. Um, top top ten chess players. I'm, I'm shocked right now. I told you because um, what do they use? Their brain like crazy. I'm in awe. So that's why I'm asking. Like, can reading like you know what I mean? Type. Can you type in top ten chess master or yeah, top ten chess players, and see if any of them are like overweight? Chess master. It'd be interesting to look at this. There's images. I mean, that's just a kid. Oh, that's a kid. That doesn't count. Wait, and they're all kids. Oh, yeah. So, so right now, I think Magnus Carlsen's the first right now. This is of all time. All of those guys look like they're in shape, maybe, but not that guy. <laughs> not this guy. This guy looks uh, a little. No, oh, he's crazy. in, like, I'm talking about weight because it yeah, burns yeah, so much calories. See. GMs are uh, grandmasters. They're like, that essentially means they're the best. Top 10 chess players in the world. See, Magnus is definitely the best by far. That's their like ranking, like the number 2865. Well, according to chess.com, yeah. Yeah. Look, keep going. Let's just see their weight. Look, they're all skinny. They're all, well, not skinny, but they're all in, in shape. You can definitely tell by their, well, except this guy. Yeah, that Wesley guy. Looks, so. Yeah, he, he six looks, here. probably eats all those uh, a lot bats, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. All right. That was a joke. Well, now we cure it. That was a joke, by the way. 39. 39 years old. How old are you? Um, I wonder if they have their weight. 
definitely go. There's no way in hell. Dude, so like going going back to the point, I'm completely confused looking this up now. Going back to the point a little bit, like they use their brain a lot, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So you you definitely don't use your brain as much in reading, but that's just like the my like that was my question was like, damn, you're working out, but also working out even more because of the reading because you're you have to focus on each word to read it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, it, like, I, and I would have to look more into that because I'm curious to like see how that would translate. Like, if you read X amount of words because you are thinking, like, if you think, like, when you're thinking, Dude, you your are... your brain is so powerful. Like, you can think right now that you're sweating, and then you'll end up just sweating because you tell yourself to sweat. Well, and like that's, and again, brain, like, that's a whole neuro neuroscience, is, like something kind of incredible. Like, there's just so much about the human brain that we don't know, where we just don't know how to use it. And even like that, that, that 40% rule, like you just think about that. And this is like, it's like a weird rule, but it's, it's, it's fucking like, true. Like the neuro, uh, neuroscientist that was on Joe Rogan's podcast a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Very popular. Was it, um, uh, Brian Lepton? I'm sure. It might uh, is that be. the same? He has like blonde hair. Yeah. Older? Uh, probably thirties. Um, nah, but, nah, nah. but I know. Yeah. I, I've probably one, seen it. The one small little thing about the brain. So we can get back to really the topic. Is he said it's just like a hypothesis, but it's a crazy one. Is that you know how like if you had a dream okay. last night, yeah, you dreamt last night mm-hmm. about something, but you don't really know, you just forget. You're like, how do I how do I forget this dream? And you like go in your kitchen and you drop like your keys on the floor, and then for some reason you remember some of your dream last night. Has that ever happened where like you've, you've, you've been doing something around the house or anywhere and you remember like a part of a dream? I've, can, can you like remember anything like that? I've had times where I've had dreams. Didn't, you don't remember. And then there's times where I, I remember like half of them. And you, it's, you feel like you're getting to a good part and then you just wake up. Right. But my, but, but my question, can you answer it? You think you're not like if you've been doing something and you look through this water bottle weird. Mm-hmm. And then you remember some of your dream or just a snippet? Yeah, I think I've like I've had that. And it's almost like a like a kind of relating into that would be like a, a flashback. Right. So right? like hold on. So like I've had like times where like I'd be thinking or like I'll just be driving through town, like maybe like one of my old towns where I used to live or something. And I'd have a flashback from like when I was like five or six uh-huh. and, like just this area and like what it used to look like and like just like even either a good memory or even a, even a bad memory but like just kind of thinking about it but like I, I i can't really explain it well because he does obviously that's what he studies mm-hmm. but it's like so again if you drop this water bottle picked it up and somehow remember like five seconds from your dream or like oh my god like that was my dream like you were in it Mm-hmm. Or like you forget, like you have the dream yeah. and you're explaining it to someone and you're like, oh, I forget like what happened and something happens the next day and you're like, oh my God, I remember the dream. Like she died or something, whatever. Yeah. So he's saying that either you forget the dream mm-hmm. or this hypothesis is that you have all your dreams and everything stored in your brain, but you don't know how to access them. So that's why okay, when, yeah, when, when, when things happen and you're like, oh my God, I remember my dream or something like that. It's because something in your brain like Accesses opens it. or something 
And you're like, oh my God, like I remember. Well, so he's thinking that we might have access to all of our memories, everything we've ever done. Well, I was just going to say that. I think there's somebody, and I don't know who said it, but you never forget, you never really forget everything, everything you see and or hear. It gets manipulated, it right? Gets by your own memory. By your memory, or you, because you do think you, you do fill in, you fill in the gaps. I remember, of, like, yeah, the you, story. you'll fill in the gaps to like, what you think happened, but that's not really what happened. Even like that's crazy. when like detectives like try and go and like find people, like sometimes stories get manipulated because they don't like, you don't remember every single thing that happened. Um, you fill in the blanks. Good example of this is asking bystanders, like at a crime scene, like right. what color car passed, you'll get two different answers. You know, one really? person that think the car's blue and another person that might think it's a dark green really, and it's really black. That's funny. Yeah. No, like that's like a thing. Like people will, just kind of guess if they're not a hundred percent sure they'll just put like they'll fill in the gaps of of thinking like I, and i've heard i've heard stories of this and I, I don't know how true it is 100 percent, but i remember i believe somebody in one like one of the instructors of the police academy told told us that i'm like that's kind of interesting yeah because you fill in the gaps like if you don't know yeah which is yeah it's your brain well, being remember that so challenge crazy. like a couple years ago like that dress that like gives you the golden polka dot yep. black and white like I, that's an example no it was blue blue and black and then gold and white i don't I saw i saw blue and black and pull it up pull it up no it's fun to look up stuff so we can talk about it blue and black dress dress it'll come up that one uh yeah or or golden white. All right, hit hit images, and then do the second one. This one? No. Wait, I don't know. What do you see? Are they? What color do you see? I mean, it kind of depends, but like this one, it's obviously blue and black. You mean this entire page you see blue and black? There's some that are obviously discolored in a weird way. Like, go see the three down here. This one? Yeah. What what do you say? Just on the left one. What's on that one? What color? Gold and white. Wait, what? Where? Gold, white. Gold, you're lying gold, 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 you're white, lying white. what do you see here on the center one it's kind of the same it's just kind of like gold and white it's gold and white dude no it's blue and black here well like, if you go to this one yeah this one's blue and black and that one's gold and white yeah i see that right like it just depends like well that's again, blue and black what is that which one this one yeah here? that's gold and white that's blue and black you're fucking nuts dude stop being crack see why is our brains different our brains being different right now it's literally okay, blue and black but like, okay, I could see blue in this one, but this one's gold. That one's gold and white. Right, but like, look at this one. Like, this one is clearly blue and black. This one and this one are clearly gold and white. See, I can see a little bit of gold and white in the left one, but in the middle one's definitely blue and black. I don't know. Anyway, going back to breath. Um, yeah. All over the place today. I need to take a deep breath. So apparently... um. You know the CDL Call Call of Duty League. Okay. Um, the Toronto Ultra who finished second last year. They're pretty good, but like one of their players is like really not that good, in my opinion. But he he performs he well performed. enough. But before he's like me, I'm just a team player. Before e- before each match, you can see them when they have their like 
um, webcams. Yeah. Closing his eyes. He said he, he does his breathing ritual and then like the whole team started doing it. And like, not because of that, they got really good, but yeah. yeah you know what I probably really need to do before I play Call of Duty? Probably breathe. breathe because when I play Call of Duty, probably I want to take like my controller round, and slam it in the door. Probably after each death real quick. Oh, you know, and hundred percent, like I've done that times and I was like, I did like went 50 and like 40 or down 50. Yeah. You just got to think like, imagine being like a COD pro and being mad all the time. You probably play bad. We probably would play a lot better if we probably breathed when we play. I mean, I, I, I usually, right I now, usually like, I play relaxed, but you, me, you and Mikey, because like you, Mikey and Connor are way, oh, way Connor's worse. The worst. Connor's the worst. I'm probably like Mikey probably handles better than I do, but I am, I will admit you, like I am. You know Depending why? Depending on the day. But I do so much better playing by myself. It's weird. Because your skill, the skill gap, you get worse players with the skill-based matchmaking. And that's just okay. the honest truth. But going back to what you said about the breath and you, Mikey, Connor, you guys are definitely way worse than I am because I will always stay consistent with my gameplay. And you guys never. It's like Mikey no. does really good one game and really bad the next. I Connor's right. screaming like crazy and he's Connor and he's doing good. good. He, like, yeah, he just rages in general. Yeah, and that, I'm that, just like that that kid needs some uh breathing uh exercises to do. I think we daily. might know a guy. Um yeah. I don't know. Um, Why'd but, you raise your eyebrows like a queer? Sorry, I also anyway. can't say queer anymore. I'm sorry. No, it's 2022. You, you can't say that. It's 2022, dude. Sorry, I meant to say queen. You're gonna get fired for that. It came out wrong. I'm very. I, I'm actually I, sorry. I really don't give I'm a shit. I'm actually sorry. Anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, that was good. That was good breath. Good breath. Good breath. Breathe in, breathe in. Breathe out. How long was this podcast, sir? Dude, I don't know. Like 40 minutes, maybe. Mm, way more than 40. Has. Probably like 45, 50. Maybe an hour. Nah. Anyway. Not an hour. So, thank you guys for tuning in. And make sure to work on your breathing. Your life will probably be changed. And it will be if you really focus on your breathing. Doesn't have to be every five seconds of the day. Maybe before you go to bed. Maybe when you wake up. Maybe in a stressful time at at, at your work where you have a minute to breathe. My you challenge think that will help. Yeah, hundred percent. My challenge would be this to anybody that's listening who wants to take this seriously: just try it for five minutes a day, for a week, every day, every day. Yeah, every day for a week, and then once you do that, do it for another week, and then after that, do it for another week, and then raise it to ten minutes, or on the second week, raise it to ten. Minutes. I think five and five. I or think this challenge will end up being easy because not maybe not easy, but. Whenever I really thought about this breathing, when I started to decide, when I decided to take on meditating and like mm-hmm. focus on your breath, I realized throughout the day, like I wouldn't even think. And I'd be like, dude, just relax and breathe. Like I tell myself that and I've, I've never really done that in my life, but now I'm, I'm doing it more just because of being conscious and aware of how important. Yeah. You think differently and you do different things. Yeah. So yeah, that is definitely a challenge for people. All right. Very good. Yeah. We'll see you on the next podcast. We were not sure what it will be about, but something good for sure. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Adios. We're out of here. Bye.